morning, everyone. How are you guys doing today? It's good to see you on this cold winter's morning. Sing this with us.
Nothing compares. 
there's no one like you. Come and have your way. We worship you.
darkest nights. You make a way through anything that we go through, Lord. No matter what we face, no matter what we go through, you make a way and you're always with us and we worship you and we give you glory and honor today. Thank you, Lord, for meeting us here, Lord. We say that in faith. We know, Lord, that you're going to meet us here today. We know, Lord, that you're going to heal us. You're going to set us free. And that's exactly what I pray for. I pray, God, that you will touch the lives of people wherever we are, whatever we're dealing with, whatever we're struggling with. Lord, we leave it here today on this cold, very cold winter's day as people have have come out, as, as people are watching us online. I pray, Lord, that you will meet us wherever we are today and that you will bring healing to the hurting, that you will bind up the brokenhearted, that you will give rest to the weary, 
and that you will minister to your people today. In the name of Jesus, and we give you glory and honor in the name of Jesus. And everybody said amen. Come on, guys. Let's worship the Lord today in this house. We worship you, Lord, today. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for being here today. If you don't know me, my name's, my name's Travis. I serve here at Faith Co. Church. We are so glad that you're joining us here. If you're joining us online, thank you for being here. Today's a good day to join online. I, there's a lot of people here today. You guys are crazy getting out at 25 degrees weather, whatever. But anyway, we are so glad you're here, and I like preaching to people. So anyway, I'm glad you're here. Uh, hey, um, if you're here for the first time, if you will text welcome to that number that you see on the screen, we will send you some information about Faith Co. Church, talk to you a little bit about how to get involved, and uh, just share some information about Faith Co. Church. Also, while you got your phones out, you might silence them. We want to eliminate all distractions in the house. We don't want to bother anybody that might want to need to minister or need God to minister to them today. Also, we've got an incredible kids ministry. So if you got your kids in the house, they're welcome to be in here. But I tell you, they're going to have a whole lot more fun back in one of our kids ministries. Nursery is over here. Elementary preschools on this side. When we take a break here in just a second, you can drop them off if you want to. Continue series called Alien. And uh, this has been a very, very powerful series, even if, even if I say so. It's been a very, very powerful series. And I, man, I just am so excited about this. So you want to make sure you take notes and uh, make sure that you're, you're growing in God through this series. Um, last thing is we're going to give you an opportunity to give here financially. If you're here for the first time, please don't feel obligated. Faith Co. Church, this is a way that we like to honor God with our giving. Also, we like to invest in kingdom work. Amen? We like to give. We like to, we like to fund the kingdom work. We like for God to use us. We also believe that God resources us when we're faithful in our giving, when we give in tithes and offerings. So we're going to give you an opportunity to give here in just a second when we take a break. Don't forget we have two giving stations. We don't pass the offering here. We have two giving stations. There's six different ways to give online if you want to give through your phone or however you want to do that. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord for the opportunity that we have to give. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us with the ability to give. And, and Lord, I, I don't uh, pretend to look past the fact that there might be people here that don't have the opportunity to give. I pray, Lord, that you bless their home, bless their finances, so we can all take part in covenant giving, so we can all be blessed through the tithe. Lord, I pray that we'll, you'll bless us as we give today and bless Faith Co. Church and the remainder of the service. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, we'll see you in just a few seconds. All right, everybody. How are you guys doing? Everybody doing all right? It's good to see you. Hey, this weather, just a matter of an extra layer, right? It's just a matter of gear and a matter of layers. So uh, once again, thank you for being here. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but we have somebody up here. This is Nicole. Everybody say hello, Nicole. So if you don't know this, Nicole uh, is over our uh, Faith Co. Kids Ministry, and she does a jam-up job. She actually has a full-time job. Uh, outside of Faith Co. Church, and uh, she is kind of a superwoman as far as getting, uh, you know, doing all she does for kids, and we are blessed to have, can you move up like two steps? Yeah, thank you. So, um, uh, so one of the things at Faith Co. Church that we are talking about a lot this year in, in 2021 is discipleship. Now, you think, because we're a church, yes, discipleship, but we are putting an incredible emphasis on discipleship. And I have actually brought in Baylor, our youth pastor, and I, I said, Baylor, I want you to really emphasize discipleship 
in youth ministry. I don't want to turn out kids that don't understand what they believe. Those days are over for Faith Co. Church. And I'm not saying we do that. I'm just saying that I want to, as a church, I want to make sure that we partner with parents. That when you grow your kids up and you send them off to college. Let me tell you something. One of the riskiest things that you can do these days is send your kids off to college. And if you sent your kids to college... Uh, you know what I'm talking about, but it, there is a, a major attack on their belief system when they go to the next level of education. And uh, one of the things that we want, the Bible says to train up a kid, train up a child, and that's what we want to do. The, the first place that you start, you didn't know I was going to preach a sermon, did you? Uh, you wanna, she's about to say something. But the first place that we start with training children is in the home. There is no replacement for training your kids up in your home. But the second place is at church through Faith Co. Kids Ministry. We want to partner with parents. Uh, how many of you know it takes more than one person to raise a kid these days? Uh, a lot of people tell me, a lot of people ask me, they say, hey, how did you raise such great kids? Uh, for, for, I'm like, are you talking about my kids? Or? <laughs> but I didn't, especially, you know, 10 years ago when I was a single father. I grew them up in this church. It wasn't just me, but it was this church, and they can still tell you the lessons and what they learned through kids' ministry and youth ministry. So what I wanted to bring Nicole up is, is sometimes we don't tell people that, we've, you know, that, that, that we're looking for people to serve in kids' ministry. So I wanted Nicole just to share her heart and share you know, what it looks like to serve in kids' ministry because we're looking for people to serve in kids' ministry. Go ahead. Um, for those that don't know, we are split up in some different age groups on this side. We have nursery that goes from birth until preschool. And then once your child hits preschool, you're over here in a class until second grade. And then they go into the elementary, which goes into fifth grade. And so something that I always tell parents and tell um, Dream Team members is that we are not just sitting over there um, babysitting. Now, with the babies, obviously, we're rocking them and, and loving on them. But... When they start getting in this three-year-old class, they start having a lesson. And especially in elementary and preschool, Demita Weingartner, um, that is part of our church, writes the curriculum. And we are so blessed to have someone in-house that writes the curriculum because she many times will see what, what Pastor Travis is preaching and will do something that's, that's simplified and still gets that message across to our elementary and preschool. And right now we're doing what's called FROG, and that's the acronym for Fully Relying on God. And we're using Abraham's story and speaking about how forgiveness I'm and sorry. grace. What did you say the name was? Frog. Okay. Fully rely on God. Now, okay. Jai can tell you when he was on, in that class, good stuff, the last it? day, which I'm going to have to ask my husband. We'll see. We can do it with it. It involves some frog hunting. But we fry up frog legs and have a frog leg eating contest. And so we'll see if we can get that done for the last one. But, um, you know, he was talking about his kids growing up in church. Vans is teaching the elementary right now. And so... It's something that I is close to me simply because uh, both my boys grew up in this ministry with Faith Co. Kids and with, with youth. And my husband and I have served in both of those levels, and it was something that blessed us. And we, we know how much it blessed us. We go in thinking we're going to do all this stuff for the kids, and we walk in on Sunday, and we're going to teach them this, and we're going to teach them this lesson. And then you walk away, and you're learning something as you're reviewing the lesson the day before that that hits you in a way. So it, you are serving kids and you are pouring into the next generation, but you are also taking something away that day that says, wow, I needed that 
Um, I needed that, that word or that, that visual or that demonstration to really hit something in me too because we're never too old to stop learning, right? And so this is something that um, we as Dream Team, Dream Team members, I would love for those that say, I'm not sure, I don't know if, if kids' ministry is for me. Um, there's something that we can do to, to make it very simple for you. Um, the very first thing we do in any time that someone serves in kids' ministry is we do a background check, and we do that for everybody because the kids' safety is the first and foremost uh, top priority for our church. And then after that, it just takes a day or two. If you're wanting to shadow in an area, say, I, you know, I do want to be in kids, but I don't know if I want to to check kids in, if I want to be with the babies, if I want to be in the older group, um, you can shadow in different ages and, and see maybe what's for you. But I know that never does it feel like work. Um, yes, it can be, you know, it can be sometimes demanding. You're like, okay, I got to remember that this is, this is for Jesus. <laughs> but it always is a blessing, and you always come out knowing that it's a blessing that you poured into someone. And then when a parent comes up to you and says, that's what we heard about all the way home. We heard about whatever lesson you're talking about. We heard about it all the way home. They asked us questions. They gave us the booklet, asked us to fill it out, asked us to go over the verses. They are so excited. This is their favorite day of the week. And that puts a smile on my face as the kid's pastor to know that. And so I would just love if that's something you're interested in to write on that card and leave it in the offering. Or I'm going to be out front at 1115 for anyone that might be interested and maybe think, think that they want to serve in any level of the kid's ministry. I would love to have you. I would love for you to be a part of my dream team. So let's say that somebody wants to learn more about Faith Co. Kids today. What can they do? Um, like I said, they can fill out the card that's in the seat back in front of you. Mm -hmm. I, like I said, I'll be out on the Faith Co. Um, info table at 11.15. You can come, out and ask, come up and ask me questions. I can give you my information. I can give you my contact information, my email, my phone number. Yeah. And also, like I said, if you want me to send you a, a, a thing for background information, I can send you that. And then by this next Sunday, if you know you want to shadow in the area, we'll get you a shirt. That's something that we always do is that we don't always have lanyards because we have the T-shirts. But we want to be easily identified for parents so that if they see someone in a red shirt, they know that they can ask that person for help to be directed to the right classroom or what have you. And we have a sign-in system, so you're just not dropping your kids off. You have a sign-in system. You have to have that sticker to pick up your kids because you're you're, you're child's safety and security is number one with us. Thank you, Nicole. Everybody say thanks, Nicole. <laughs> Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Thessalonians, Timothy, Titus, Philemon, Philemon, Hebrews, James, Peter, John, Jude, Revelation. I learned that. Those are the books of the New Testament, if you don't know. I learned that when I was 11 years old in kids' ministry. Discipleship begins at one years old. All of us can disciple, amen? So that, that, that's, that's what we're, 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 we want to start at a young age because I'm telling you, it's harder to get you saved at 30 years old than if you grow up in it knowing the word of God, amen? So we're serious about this. Think about that. She asked me if she could come talk about that today. Thank you for listening to that. Hey, um, uh, a special day today, of, of course. Uh, well, I don't know how special it is. I guess you could say it's the big game today, Super Bowl. Hopefully your team wins. Uh, hopefully, I don't know. I don't know. I don't care too much about it. But uh, it, it's, it's it, um, one of the things that, that uh, I'm talking about today is our role as followers of Christ. And I'm just going to dive right into this as we talk about aliens. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for
for who you are. Remind us of who we are through your word today by your spirit. Teach us what we need to know, Lord, as we are part of your church. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, uh, look at your neighbor and say, I'm glad you're here. There, these are strange days. Have you ever thought to yourself, man, it's, it, it's, just, it's just kind of a weird time. Have you thought about that? These are strange days. The other day I was at a basketball game, and uh, there wasn't a lot of places to sit. They're trying to spread everybody out. Everybody has to wear masks. And I'm, I'm constantly not knowing who I'm talking to or recognizing, oh, it's you. I didn't recognize, you know, kind of like stuff. It's just strange days. It's, it's very different. There's a, lots of new norms and this stuff that's hap- been happening for over a year now. And, and I'm, I'm just like, well, I'll, I'll be glad I'll be glad when it gets back to normal, and I don't know if it is. You know what I'm saying? I'm kind of giving up on a normal, and maybe that's a new normal. Who knows? But I was at a basketball game the other day, and a lady needed a place to sit down, and she says, sir, is it okay if I sit next to you? I promise I won't bite. And I said, lady, I'm not too concerned about getting bit. Just don't cough or sneeze on me. You know what I'm saying? True story. But um, it's just different. Things are strange. Uh, this. It's, it's, it's how we greet people and when we talk to people and when you go eat. Everything is different, it seems. And here's the deal. Strange days calls for a different kind of church. Anytime the world is under pressure, it calls for a different kind of people and it calls for a different kind of church. In John 17 and 6, when Jesus was praying for his disciples and, you know, uh, prophetically praying for us. He was talking about not only that, that they're going to be different, but they're not even of this world. He says, they, we, are not of the world just as I. Just as he was saying, talking about himself, just as I am not of this world, they are not of this world. And the writer of, of, of Hebrews, when he was talking about people of faith, he says, and they admitted that they were aliens and strangers here on earth. Peter, the apostle, wrote two letters to the church telling us, he's saying, you are different. You are not of this world. Let me remind you by addressing your role as a church. How should you conduct yourself knowing that you are from another world, knowing that you are are, are on a mission from your Lord Jesus? How should you conduct yourself as a church in front of, within a church community and also in front of the world? Because... The world today, now more than ever, the world needs a church that acts like Christ. You believe that? Let me say it again. Now more than ever, the world needs a church that acts like Christ. And that's why we're really digging deep into our Bibles. And if you don't have a Bible, there's a Bible behind every chair. If you don't have one, take it home with you. I want you to read this, these letters that Peter wrote to the church. In 1 Peter 1 and 22, I just want to keep going from where I left off. He says, you were cleansed from your sins when you obeyed the truth. So now, first of all, he says, he's talking about when you gave your life to Christ, there's a a, a U-B-C, there's a John B.C. before Christ. There's there's a Frank B.C. He says, you you live like this and you live like, and you live for the devil or whatever, but now you've been cleansed, so now... You must show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters. Love each other deeply with all of your heart. I want you to know that from that one verse, I could probably preach an entire series, but I have to get through this book of Peter. 
I just want to nail down the, a couple of verses today. First of all, as I said before, there was a, a you before Christ, but now there is a new you, and here's what the new you looks like. The first thing that he says I want you to do, he says, is I want you to love people. And he says, I'm, I specifically want you to love the people that are within the body of Christ. Look at this. He says, show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters love each other deeply with all of your hearts. There is a whole lot packed into that little verse. Love people, love everyone, but when it comes to people that are part of the body of Christ, he's saying that love is going to be a different kind of love. Quickly, he says, I want that, I want that love to be different and that I want it to be sincere. Love for each other uh, within the context of the church. He says, I want it to be authentic. I don't want it, I want it to be uh, synthetic. I want it to be a real love. And then look at this. He says, as brothers and sisters, I want you to love each other within the body of Christ like you are family. Just let that sink in just for a second. I want you to look down the row of the person next to you. Go ahead, look to your right and then look to your left. Now, this is, this is quite a concept to love that person like a brother or sister. I want you to think about how you love your brother and your sister or a person that's family. I'm, I'm going I'm to talk about how it happens here in just a second. But just, I just want you to just begin to entertain the thought that what Peter is saying is the love that you have in the church should feel like family, like brothers and sisters. Then the third aspect that he says, he says, I, I want love to be sincere. I want it to be uh, family, the third aspect, he says, I want it to be deep. I want it to be from the inside out. I want you to love with all of your heart. What happens is, is when we understand and practice and live this way, it points people to Jesus. In John 13 and 35, Jesus says, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. People will know and recognize that you are my disciples. I want you to think about identifying factors in your life that point to Jesus. What is it? Well, is it, Jesus said it's, it's about love for each other within the context of the church. It's not spirituality. We, we want you to be spiritual. We want you, to, we want you to, but, but just because you're spiritual doesn't even make you a believer. There's a lot of people that don't believe in God. However, they, are, they consider themselves spiritual. What about Bible memorization? Hopefully you practice reading your Bible, but really that's not an identifying factor that you belong to Jesus. What are, what are other identifying factors? Martyrdom, you give your life. What about that? You give your life for the cause of Christ. Really, that is not the most important identifying factor when it comes to his church. Jesus said, your love, and it's not just love. We're not just lovey-dovey people. We're not just nice, loving people. It's that your love for each other within the context of the body of Christ identifies you as one of my disciples. The Apostle Paul wrote, to the letter, wrote this letter to the church at Corinth. He says, if we don't get this, he was writing to a church. I love the book of Corinthians first and 2 Corinthians because it was a modern day church that was growing. 
It's, it's, it would be, the, all of those chapters really relate to a modern church today. But as he was writing his letter to the church, he's saying, listen, love is so important in how you treat each other within the body of Christ. It's so important that if you miss that mark, we miss everything. It's really important that you get that right. 1 Corinthians 12 and 27 he speaks about spiritual gifting. We talk a lot about purpose. We talk a lot about gifting. We, talking about being, we talk a lot about being a part of the body of Christ. He says all of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. He talks about just being blessed by being part of the body of Christ. And then he goes on to say, here are some of the parts God has appointed to the church. And he talks about different offices or, or people that have certain gifting. And I'm not going to read those. But he talks about different and varying bodies of the, uh, parts of the body of Christ that make up and build the body of Christ. And then the third verse of, of 1 Corinthians 12 says this, or the 31st verse says, So you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. In other words, you have been gift gifted you have been blessed you have been called yes you should invest in those gifts but listen to this very important stanza of this verse he says but now let me show you a way of life that is best of all in other words that's great that all that gifting has taken place that's great that God has called us yes we have all been gifted but let me show you the most important aspect and then it jumps to the 13th chapter which reads this way 1 Corinthians 13 and 1 says, If I could speak all the languages of the earth and of angels, if I could speak heavenly language and every language on the earth, but don't have love, but didn't love others, I would only be a noising gong and a clanging cymbal. In other words, all of those languages, all the heavenly language, being able to speak in a heavenly language or uh, tongues or whatever, all of that without love is just a whole lot of noise. That's what he said. So he says, if I have the gift of prophecy and I understand all of God's secret plans and possess all knowledge, he's, he's, now it's talking about the, the spiritual gifts of, of prophecy. You're able to say, thus saith the word of the Lord, and you're able to maybe even predict some of the future things. He says, and then if I had such faith that I could uh, move mountains. You have mountain-moving faith. You have undeniable, uncommon, and unusual faith that when you believe and you speak something, something happens. God moves on your behalf. But didn't love others? I would be what? Nothing. It doesn't matter. He says, if I gave everything I have to the poor, you don't understand, Pastor Travis, our family is a, we are very generous. We, in fact, we are the most generous family in all of the church. We are incredibly generous. If I gave everything I have to the poor, to the church, and even sacrificed my body, hey, you could boast about it, but if I don't love others, I would have gained, say it again, nothing. In other words, you ain't got nothing if you ain't got love. Pardon my French. As a church body, we are nothing, we have nothing if we don't get this. Love for each other within the body of Christ must be at the heart of the church or we lose our way and we forfeit our mission. It's that important. Here's what it looks like. Here's what it does. Usually what I'm about to read, you know it because you hear it at every single wedding. 
It talks about what love is, what love is not, the way love acts. And we always read those. I read those at, at, at just about every wedding that I do. But did you know that this was not written with, with marriage in mind? It was actually written with a church. It was, this was written by the Apostle Paul to be read in front of a church because he was talking about how people within the church should love each other. Look, listen to what he says. Love is patient and kind. I'm going to add a little bit, just a little phrase after every little stanza. Listen to this. Love is patient. Love is kind with each other. <laughs> love is patient and love is kind when it comes to John. <laughs> All right? Love is patient and love is kind when it comes to somebody in your connect group getting on your nerves. Right? Are you with me? When we think of this within the context of, of loving each other, love, love is, is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude with people that work in youth ministry. You see what I'm saying? That, that, that it, it's, it's, it's not that way. It does not demand its own way with people that are working in the coffee bar. It is not irritable and keeps no record of when it's been wronged when you're on the worship team. It doesn't rejoice about injustices, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Listen to this. Love never gives up on each other in your connect group. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith with people that fail that are close to you. Right? Even though you get mad at them. Love is always hopeful even when it feels hopeless, when you feel hopeless about people around you. It endures through every circumstance, even when you're changing diapers in the nursery. Prophecy, get this, prophecy and speaking in unknown language and special knowledge will become useless. Not in this life, but in the next life. All that goes away, all the spiritual life, all that goes away. But love, look at this, love will last forever. Why? Because love isn't just about being nice all the time. Love is about being committed to each other regardless of mistakes, regardless of failures, regardless of difference of opinion, regardless of disagreements. Love is eternal. And I believe that one of the main things that when we stand before God one of these days that we're going to give an account for is how we treated other people within the body of Christ and how we loved each other. You believe that? Here's something else. That's just when it comes to us. The side benefit is if we show love of Christ to each other, it brings people to Christ. How? Because the world does not know love like this except between families. The world has love like this, but only in their immediate families. If you think about this, this is very, very uh, significant because it's, it's, it's really about the church. It's that, that fellowship, that cornell, that, that fellowship love that, that comes through a spiritual bonding of brothers and sisters in Christ. And that's what Jesus wants for us. One time, Jesus was talking with a crowd of people around him, and one of the disciples came to him and says, Jesus, your family, your brothers and sisters, your mother, your family... They're waiting outside the, the, the crowd. They're waiting to talk to you. And Jesus made a very bold statement. He said, 
my brothers and sisters, my mother, well, those are the people that do the will of the Father. In other words, he says, my family is here. I'm sure that offended his brothers and sisters, but he was saying, this is my family, which is incredible because maybe you don't have brothers and sisters. Maybe your, your mother or your father has passed away. God wants you to experience that within the context of the church. I want you to experience that within the church. Paul says the best way, I believe that he was saying the best way to reach the world is to model love between each other according to the scripture. This kind of love that I'm talking about, brotherly, sisterly love, when you look at somebody, look, look, at, look at the person on your right and look at the person on your left. One more time, quickly. You look at that person and you see that person and you love them like a brother and sister. That doesn't just happen. It takes time and investment. Let me give you an example. Right now we're doing a men's ministry and we have somewhere between 17 and 25 guys every single Tuesday night. And what, like I said before, there is, I have this emphasis on discipleship and, I, you know, discipleship happens mostly through relationship. That's the, the most powerful types of discipleship and so I'm bringing men together and I want them to, to understand that God has given us brothers in Christ that will you know be a, an iron sharpens iron type of relationship that that the Bible says that a brother is born for adversity guys are isolated they're living life without relationship of another brother. And we, we all tend to do that. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to show them that God has a brother for you in Christ that will fight for you, that, that will die for you, but that, 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 that you can experience brotherly type of love. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you get 20 guys over, we're meeting over in the small auditorium. If you get 20 guys over there and you say, oh, guys, we want to grow in relationship. I want you to look at the guy sitting next to you deeply in the eyes and say, I love you. It ain't going to happen. If I were to ask them to do that, stare at me and say, uh-uh, that ain't happening. I ain't hugging anybody. We ain't cheek to cheek. You know what I'm saying? No frontal hugs. Nothing, none of that's going on. If, you know, that's not going to happen. So, 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 so here's, the, here, here's the deal. You invest. Here's what I got to do. I'm using this as an example. Here's what I got to do. First of all, I just got to get guys together, number one. If, I'm, if I want them to go from way over here to being isolated, to doing life alone, to not understanding what God has for him, to all the way over here to he's got two or three brothers that will go through hell with him. And he understands that. And he'll go through hell with somebody. All right? If I'm going to get, I at least got to get them together. These are guys, all right? The second thing I got to do is I got to get them to talk to each other. You know what I'm saying? And talk more than just about who's going to win the football game tonight. I got him to go beyond that and talk about what's going on in his home. And I want to tell you something. Same thing in connect groups. It's to get people in homes together. Here's what we find out. You can do that if you invite, if you invite them over for, for, to eat. Number one is if, if, if we're not going to, if we ain't eating, we ain't meeting, right? <laughs> so the first thing that we got to do, we got to get people together. And then it's, gotta, it's going to take a process of time. It might take six months for somebody to say something in a group, for people to trust. But I'm telling you, 
After doing connect groups for 15 years, you develop relationships with people. That I've developed relationships with guys that it's closer than a brother. It's closer than a sister. But that happens, and that's what God's plan for you of love. If you find that kind of love, if you find your people like that, you can experience the love that he has planned. That kind of love will bring you enrichment when you feel empty. That kind of love will bring you strength when you feel weakened. That kind of love will bring healing when you feel broken. That kind of love will bring you peace when your life is chaotic. That kind of love will bring you community when you feel abandoned and when you feel lonely. Sincere, deep, family type of love. It's what the world is looking for. It's what God has for you, but it's what the world is looking for and what the world needs to see in the church today. Amen? The most significant thing that we can do to reach the world is love each other. Amen? The second thing that he talks about, okay, I don't have time, do I? I'm just going to stop right there. I'm going to stop right there. I think that's a good place to stop anyway. Maybe you're here, and you can say, Travis, that, that's, man, that, that's what I'm missing in my life, that kind of love that, that God has for me within the context of a church. I can't tell you that joining a church and just start going to church will take care of that. I can tell you that's a good place to start. Because the greatest place that that takes place is within the context of the body of Christ. Because we are commanded. We are commanded to love. It's, it's not a deal where, it's not a deal like once you start feeling that way, you know, no, our mandate, our MO is to love each other. And if we get that right, the Bible says that love covers a multitude of sins. You approach every relationship, every person that you meet with, well, first, I love you. And I don't have to say it, but whatever, even though I don't know you, I approach what I approach this relationship with first and foremost as a mandate given from my Lord Jesus the night before he died. He says, I want you to love each other. That's, we start with that. That opens up every relationship in our lives which makes us different because everybody else is like, well, I don't know if I love you. Let's see how you are and if you're like me and whatnot, and you believe like me, and we don't have any disagreement. Well, it may work out. If it doesn't work out, you're getting canceled. And within the context of the churches, it doesn't matter. We begin with, I love you. So maybe that's something that's missing from your life. It starts today. It can start today. So Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord for everything that you've done for us and thank you for speaking to us today and so much more to say in this message, Lord, but I'm going to stop right here. I really feel like you're speaking to people today. For those that don't experience the love of God in their lives, for those that don't experience the love of a family, a church family, speak to people today in Jesus' name.
as your heads are bowed and maybe God is speaking to you, you live for God. He's Lord and Savior of your life. But you feel like the Holy Spirit is dealing with you about this. Maybe you have, it's kind of you and your family kind of isolated right now. I understand that. Maybe your love does not go beyond your immediate family. Could God be challenging you today to take a step to live a life that love goes beyond immediate family? What if, what if Faithco Church was known as the most loving church? I know that sounds kind of mushy, but, but truly, if you drill down into it, it's what the world, that, those people are the lovingest people I have ever seen. What if Faithco Church, I mean, that's what Jesus has planned for us. I wonder if that's what we're known for. When people look at Faith Code Church and they go by the, they drive by the side, what are we known for? Jesus said, this is what you're going to be known for. I wonder if people look at the church as a whole, as all over the United States, and they say, man, the church is known for their love for each other. Wow. Because I can tell you, if we were really known for that, you couldn't keep people away, and we would turn the world upside down. Love for each other. Maybe God is challenging you today. Maybe the Lord is challenging you to take a step in that direction today. What does that look like for you? Let me pray with you. Heavenly Father, I pray for every person that's heard this message that's feeling, feeling challenged. Lord, that we don't want to just live for ourselves and our family. Lord, will you open up our eyes and help us to see people across the aisle How can we bring people into our world and minister to them and vice versa? What does that look like? You haven't called us to walk through life alone with our family. You've called us to love each other within the body of Christ in such a way that when the world peers in and looks at what we're doing, it changes their lives because it is something that has not been experienced. Help us to be known for this. Help us as families to be known for this. In the name of Jesus, if you receive that, say amen. Let me pray one more prayer. If you're here and you don't know Jesus and he's not Lord and Savior of your life, if you're watching us online and you don't know Jesus, you feel like the Holy Spirit, you feel like you're being challenged to follow Christ. Maybe you have never given your life to Christ. Or maybe... You walked away from him at some point in your life, but you really feel like he's drawing you to come home. You feel like you've been away from, from God, and today you want to experience his love and his forgiveness. I won't ask you to stand if you're in the house. I won't ask you to stand. We don't do that. I won't embarrass you. I won't ask you to come down here. Nothing like that. I just want to pray with you, but I'd like to know if I'm praying for anybody today. If you're here and you can say, Travis, if you'll say that prayer, I'm going to give my life to Christ right now. Just put your hand up and put it down quickly so I know I'm praying for somebody. See your hand over there, sir. You can put it down. Anybody else? Anybody else? That's me, Travis. I'm going to give my life to Christ. If you're watching this online, just say this prayer with us. I'm about to pray. Anybody else? Okay. 
All right, as I pray, repeat this prayer after me, entire church. And if you lifted your hand or if I didn't see your hand, or maybe you didn't raise your hand, today you can give your life to Christ. If you're watching this online, you can give your life to Christ. You can come home. Let's all pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, as I'm before you today, I give you my life. And Jesus, I ask you to be Lord and Savior of my life, to forgive me for all of my sins. I believe in you, Jesus, that you died for me and rose from the dead. And from this moment on, my life is committed to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, guys, let's celebrate. Big day for some people. Our family just grew. Our family just grew. Hey, guys, if you want to stand, if you gave your life to Christ today, if you will text SAVE to that number that you see on the screen, we're going to give you some information. We're going to talk to you about taking the next step. This is the beginning of what God wants to do in your life. This is not a, a means to an end. This is the beginning. So make sure you do that. If not, let somebody know at Faithco Info. Let us know. We just want to know uh, what God did in your life today. Hey, I want to say a few things um, before I let you go. If you want to join our dream team in any way, there's many places to serve, whether it be kids ministry, whether it be uh, our host team, our coffee bar, different places. If you're interested in serving, text serve to, uh, there's, a, there's a number on the screen right Yeah, text serve to that number right there, and uh, we'll, we'll contact you and let you know, and you can talk to us. Uh, it's not a deal where if you do that, we immediately put you, we just want to talk to you. So uh, we like to talk to people about the possibility of taking the next step. So anyway, another thing is Faith Coast Students meets on Wednesday nights at 623. Also, uh, they asked me to say that February the 13th at 9 a.m. is an annual training brunch for Faith Coast students. So if you're a part of the Dream Team or you want to be a part of the Dream Team at Faith Coast students, I think that they have the most fun of, of uh, all people that serve. But anyway... We're having a brunch for them. If you want to, if, if that's something you're interested in being a part of, let us know, and uh, uh, that's that's going to be a, a fun time. Prayer meeting meets on the second and the fourth Sunday of the month. We have a, a prayer team. So uh, did I say Sunday? I meant Wednesday. Wednesday at uh, six six thirty. Is it six thirty or six? It's at six o'clock. We need to change that. That's actually at six. Prayer team meets at six o'clock on Wednesday, second and fourth Wednesday of the month. And don't forget, guys, the, the men's Bible study is 6.30 this Tuesday. Even though, you, even if you hadn't been a part of it, uh, you can, you're not going to be behind. So it's, it's a cool thing, so make sure you're a part of that. Before I let you go, I want to say one more thing. I want to speak a blessing on your life. And until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. And everybody said, amen. amen. We'll see you next time.